You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Hey, welcome to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Akeisha, and we're going to start with some grateful moments. Um, Since I'm the lady, I'm going to go first because um, that's just what we do. So my grateful moment is I started playing basketball again. Okay, after five children, they was trying to hold me down, but I still got it, baby. Okay, I'm I'm lit. I'm going to just hype myself up. I'm lit. Nothing hurts. Nothing's tight. Nothing got broke. So I just praise God. Now, my dudes, Phil, what's your grateful moment? Hey, Keisha. My grateful moment is, first and foremost, I want to say what's up to everyone, all our fans, all overseas. Thank you for listening. Please keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing. Um, My grateful moment is, finally did a date night just my wife and I without the kids. And that was pretty cool. That was nice. It was fun just to hang out, you know, looking for a parking space and going down around town, downtown here, Charlotte. I didn't know so many people were out, <laughs> but <laughs> it was fun doing that. And my kids, I'm grateful for my children. Um, I, no one is good to me except God, but they do what they need to do. I'm, I'm grateful that I have minimum issues with them. So thank God for that. Yes. Thank God for that. Alan, what's your grateful moment? I am grateful for, uh, actually yesterday, we opened church for like the first time for a little mini test trial. And the whole atmosphere is different. Like when you're in the building, you can tell the difference compared to like being like on YouTube and being in that digital space. So I'm kind of grateful that we was able to just like slowly transition back in. So I'm definitely grateful for that. Oh, that's awesome. Kelvin, what's your grateful moment? What's up, everybody? My grateful moment this week is that we had a rain out today for the softball league because my wrist was messed up and uh, they kind of depend on me for a lot of things and I wasn't ready. So I'm glad God provided that rain like he did for Noah. Amen. <laughs> well, Calvin, you are like a stellar athlete, so I can see why everybody depends on you for stuff. But yes, thank you guys for your grateful moments. Now, let's jump right into it. It's a lot of talk about MVPs. It's a lot of talk about who's the best, why are they the best, blah, blah, blah. But this time we have something a little peculiar. Should missed games be calculated into this decision? What do you think? I think, I think, Keish, I think for this time, I say no because I'm biased, right? You know, (laughs) of course, of course, logically, if you're missing more than half the games, then you should be excluded from the conversation, right? But I think there is a problem because it's not clear. It's not a clear-cut answer as far as the NBA's concern on how many games you need to play, what's the percentage count. So because it's not clear, um, I'm still putting my bid in for Joel and B because he's a sixer. But, you know, it should be some type of line um, – but I guess, I'm going to say this before somebody else go, I guess they want to make sure it's not a line because then athletes will really cheat the system. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the reason why they wouldn't do it. Yeah, and I think they're biased too. You know what I mean? We know the NBA money is money is the driver. So, I mean, I'm biased too. Joel and B, he's a sixer. And when you said that, of course, Phil is about to say something. Bring it on then, Phil. Go ahead, speak your mind. I would say first and foremost, I agree 
that there should not be, as of now, a time um, amount of games or a requirement amount, just for the simple fact that you can see the real MVP based upon the impact there on of the team, the impact of the team, the totality of the season and the impact. The 76ers, the team was doing well without Joel Embiid. So guess what? He's not really to be the MVP. He's great on the floor, right? He wasn't great against, you know, Giannis last year's MVP the uh, last game. But no, to be the real MVP and the NBA needs to stop is LeBron James. That's the real MVP. Without him, the team, the Lakers, the Lakers barely stayed afloat mm-hmm. when he was at when, and when he was injured, the team was seven, I think seven and seven. I mean, when AD was injured, the team was like seven and seven or six wins, seven and six. But with AD, with um, AD completely out and LeBron out, the team is just barely afloat. So the team is still above five hundred. I think with AD and LeBron, the team was twenty-one and six. So. To me, the real MVP is is going to be LeBron James. So if LeBron, if you're going to do a counter, then you have to see the team, the player who has the most impact on the team. Get him, Allen. Please get him, Allen. game winning streak. Afloat. You have to consider James Randle. This isn't the look, 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 look. So we can't talk about LeBron being the MVP. For one, LeBron's already this what? Why? Yeah. Look, you're talking about impact, right? But guess right. what? He's not playing. So we can see that his we know what his impact is. We know what his impact is on the floor when he's on the bench. So are we just gonna be like, oh, he deserves MPP just because he's on the bench? Uh they're starting to struggle offensively. That sounds like you kind of need to build a better team. That doesn't sound like, oh, uh, just because he's uh on the bench. He should just get the MVP because their team is struggling. But back to the original question. You better not say Lamar. Uh, um, well, oh, oh, the ball is the MVP. Before you answer, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Was it? Was it? Because we got a. We got every week. We gotta uh, put Phil this place every week, <laughs> and we starting off real early. But he's acting like AD and LeBron don't make up eighty percent of that team. So when LeBron was injured, so was AD was out was out too. So you can't just think like LeBron was out. So you know what I'm saying? Because AD was out too. That's but two the stars. The team was still winning without AD when LeBron was on the floor. No, they wasn't. MD, no, they wasn't. We we talked running. about this. Do you have to run back the episodes? We talked about this. They were they weren't winning all their games. No, there was there was about five hundred. About five hundred is not good. About five, above five and seven and six. They won. There we go. I mean, six and sorry, seven, Alan. Like but, sorry, but, Alan. Sorry. All right, go ahead. I'll go ahead. Back to the question. (laughs) Phil, you're muted, but that doesn't mean you get to keep talking. But anyways, so back to the question at hand. Um, In a sense, I do feel like that missed games should be applied because, man, but look, man, here, look. So you got Nikola Jokic, right? He's having like an amazing season this year. And guess what? They're right above the Lakers at the four spot. So you got Nikola Jokic, who's averaging 26, 11, and 8. Joel is having a great season as well, having 30 and 11. So I look at it as when we always look at the West, the West is always the more dominant conference. And when it comes to the Western Conference, you have a lot more juggernauts that you have to deal with and that you have to concern about. 
So like, although I do believe that like for me right now, like Embiid and like Jokic is literally like neck to neck. Like that's who I have in my MVP list, just those two at the top. And then it's just everybody else. I know Steph said he deserves MVP. Like, I love you, brother, but I'm gonna have to disagree. Um, but you are having a, an amazing season, just you being you by yourself. But I definitely feel like those missed games should have a bit of an impact because Jokic hasn't missed a game at all this season. I think they just need a clear cut rubric like you do with everything else. If we, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be this hard, but we also wouldn't be able to shut down Phil. So I'm glad it's like, I'm glad it's the way it is. Okay, next topic. The good old, before Phil has a chance to say anything about the Knicks, let's talk about the Bucks. Do they have a chance to win? Yeah, a regular season game. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. The Bucks. They beat, yes, they beat the 76ers on, I think, Thursday, right? Congratulations. Right. It made me feel so good. Thank you. And then they, then they, they beat the 76ers again on Saturday, but there was no Ben Simmons, no Joel Embiid. We, everyone knows the secret, how to beat the Bucks, build the wall. So they have a couple of shooting, but PJ Tucker, I, I think he's playing, he haven't played a lot. Could they win? Yes. Regular season, first round playoff. But other than that, they, they, they're not going to beat the Nets or the 76ers if they meet the conference channel, uh, championship or in a later round in the playoffs. So, no, it's going to be the same old, same old. You know, they can win if Brooklyn isn't healthy. I mean, to me, like if KD's not on the floor, I don't think I don't think. Brooklyn is going anywhere. I think they can probably get to a conference final and that's about it. Like, I don't see them going to the finals without KD. But if if that's the case and they'll have to go through Philly, um, it's possible. I mean, I feel that Milwaukee has learned that, okay, on certain occasions we can have Giannis bring the ball up, but I really feel like they understood, okay, we can't have him bring the ball up. That was the purpose of bringing in Drew Holiday. So you can have another person who can have the ball in his hands, make decisions other than everyone just being able to stand around and just lock in on Giannis. Mm -hmm. Now you also got Chris Middleton there. Now we've seen the adjustments that the Bucks are making offensively. I think their defense is always going to be where it is, but it's really going to have to come down to Brooklyn's health for the Bucks to actually win the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee Bucks, mm. can they win the East as constructed right now? I'm gonna say this: they're playing, they're playing at a high level right now, um, but they always have played at a high level in the regular season. They have added pieces defensively, but I don't know if their problem ever was defensive. Their problem was trying to create points um, when teams were trying, like had the scout report on Giannis. So. And PJ Tucker, um, Drew Holiday, I really don't think they did enough to win the East. I still do think that Philly um, playing at the highest level that they can play, and the Bucks playing at their highest level. I think we Philly had more talent, and I do think hands down, Brooklyn Nets uh, they match up better, and they're a better team than them too. So I don't think the Bucks can win the East. Yeah, I think um, I agree. 
You know what I mean? Because anytime you're at your, your full strength, full capacity, but your winning depends on another team's health or lack thereof, I think it's safe to say they'll, <laughs> I'm going to agree with Phil <laughs> as much as I don't want to. <laughs> They'll probably win another regular, you know, nice little cute game, but I don't see them going that far. Um, now let's kind of shift a little bit because we, we all know what's been happening, the climate of our country over the past few weeks um, and even last week. After the Derek Chauvin trial, it seemed like great, yay, he was charged. But then two seconds after that, a young lady, uh, Makaya Bryant, was gunned down by an Ohio police officer. Okay. Now we all know LeBron is great on the court, and he also does great work off the court. But he came under some real fire about his tweets, and a lot of people were not pleased with it. Um, he put up a, a picture of the officer who gunned down the young lady and said, you're next. But then a few minutes later, it was taken down. Um, what, do you all, what do you all think about that? Like, do you think he was justified in, you know, how he responded just as a black man, you know, as a parent, as a neighbor? Like, how do you, do you think he was justified or what do you feel about it? I mean, I feel like off the, off the top of my head, thinking about this, I feel like the ambiguity involved is the problem, mm -hmm. especially for like LeBron in terms of his platform and saying something like you're next, you know, yeah. Um, what is actually the message that you're trying to, uh, you know, bring to the public with that kind of tweet? I think it's unclear. And I feel like he has to be a lot, a lot more responsible as a role model, um, as a voice in the community right. to be, to be clear on his statements and his tweets. So you can't say you're next because that's too much room for interpretation right there. You know, are you inciting violence? Mm -hmm. Um, is he next? Uh, because we talk about, uh, defunding the police like what are we talking about LeBron so I feel like it was just it was him just um you know he, he had a rookie mistake LeBron don't make too many mistakes he's right. kind of calculated but I feel like he let his emotions get the best of him mm -hmm. he just he just uh responded um and then somebody probably on his team or somebody in his family say hey Brian you gotta take that down you know that's 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 too much it's not clear we don't know what yeah. your stance is it's, it's, it's too unclear to keep that up. So I feel like he made a mistake. He realized he made a mistake and he's human. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that he's LeBron James and he got millions and millions of followers, it's just, it's just a bigger mistake than the average human. Right. I knew what he was saying, mm -hmm. but it's the others mm -hmm. who want to look on your downfall that's going to make everyone turn against you. So when you have politicians saying, oh, LeBron is inciting violence against the police. How? Mm -hmm. Like, how? For one, the verdict for the Derek Chauvin trial was the same day. Mm -hmm. You're next. If you're not paying attention in the country, I can see how it can go over your head. Right. But I also believe, as Kelvin said, it was an emotional response. Mm -hmm. And when you have emotional responses, um, oftentimes you leave a lot of interpretation open to uh, the perception of what people can believe that you're doing. We don't see LeBron being a violent person. Why would he incite violence upon that? Why, why would a person who has a school for young children incite violence? Right. 
You know what I'm saying? A person who's always looking to help other people out incite violence. We know that's not LeBron's nature. Mm-hmm. LeBron knows that's not him. Like a lot of times it's common sense, but as we know, common sense is not common. And the fact that you have like these type of responses and although he's come back to say, um, I had to take the tweet down because for some reason people are using this to create hate. It's not about hatred. It's about we're tired of our people being gunned down. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we just want it, want accountability for those instances. Now, I can see, I can see how everything can move forward. Hopefully, LeBron learns from this um, and continues to tread lightly at times just in how he says certain things and after that I mean I feel like everything else would just become natural for him it's just a learning experience really yeah I'm gonna agree um it was emotional you know after the verdict you know guilty 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 and 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 someone a cop actually being held accountability for killing you know our people and brought their light with video cameras mm-hmm. which is literally a sense of justice for the for for the first time after numerous same thing occur cameras and officers you know are basically found not guilty or or give the reason or a doubt was cast say cast say towards their side and their favorite i can understand why he that you know after that minutes later you hear another young lady getting killed mm-hmm. so i'm not gonna fault lebron and i think it was wise for him to take down um, his error was, you know, similar to um, doing the um, doing the um, when he made the decision to go to South Beach based upon emotion. <laughs> this is what number two in your 18 career career. We'll show you grace. We'll show you grace the same way a white officer shows a white um, killer grace. You know, mm-hmm. we'll show you grace, LeBron. You know, he'll learn from it. You know, and his emotions. So we got to see the real LeBron. Some emotions. Yeah. <clears throat> how he feels about the situation. So nothing wrong with that. So I'm cool with that. And he took it down um, because it was used for hate as um, Alan and LeBron stated. And it's sad because if you really want to see hate, just look at LeBron page, the amount of things people will put on, on that guy. <laughs> right. It is like, wow, I feel bad for the dude, you know? Right. It's like people. so many clan members. I don't know. People be like, oh my God, racism's dead. You guys yeah. like had Obama. It's like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, <laughs> what are you really talking about? But I I don't fault him at all. I really don't. And I just, I know the system needs to change because people look at one thing like, well, it was justified. She had a knife. I've seen videos of white kids pulling knives on cops and swinging and wielding these knives. But they use the tactics. And I think, again, you just preserve your own. So I, it definitely goes back to that. But um, ugh, before I get too disgusted, take a deep breath, okay? Just a little moment. So everybody, let's give a round of applause to Phil because he's been sharing this team on for so long and he's been <laughs> their die. I mean, like, next to Spike Lee is Phil. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> it might be only because, well, you know what? If he if he put on a Knicks jersey or dressed in their colors, we probably wouldn't be able to tell because they both wear glasses and stuff. <laughs> but these Knicks fans are crazy. And they should be because the Knicks are doing well. 
They're on a nine game winning streak. Phil, congratulations. Were you praying for them and stuff? Praying fasting for 44 years. <laughs> okay, so what is the, uh, it seems like they've risen from the grave. Some kind of resurrection power has fallen upon the Knicks. We're proud of them, but what do you think the key has been to their success? Culture change. Okay. It's, it's definitely a culture change because since it's almost hasn't it almost been a decade since y'all last been to the playoffs. So you're talking about a decade of mediocrity of <laughs> not being <laughs> relevant at all. The only thing that's relevant is the celebrities that pull up to the game or Charles Oakley being kicked out or Patrick Ewing being told, where's your ID? <laughs> that's exactly all it's been for the longest for the Knicks. Now the question is, uh, I mean, it's baby steps, but we're going to see how they do in the playoffs. I think they'll, I think they'll, they'll be in the playoffs this year. Um, I think they'll more than likely secure that fourth spot, either the fourth or fifth spot, and not have to worry about the playing game. Um, Julius Randle has been playing out of his mind uh, this particular season, um, and then of course you got a few role players in there since. I'll just throw this out there. RJ Barrett has been playing well, Phil. I will give you that. But I still don't think he needs to be top 10 in the uh, the under 25 list that we dropped uh, last week. Drugs are bad, my friend. Uh, hey, tell that to Rick James, not to, not to Richard Jackson's son. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I think they're going to do well. It's going to be interesting. I mean, the Knicks, whenever the Knicks are relevant is always good, good drama that comes out of that. So we'll see how, how this goes moving into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. And I will come back to reality, right? Cause, uh, Phil, what Phil not going to do is, uh, abandon the Knicks in the beginning of the season and jump on a Nets bandwagon. <laughs> And now since these dudes got an eight-game winners, oh, he had to find his hat that he's wearing, ladies and gentlemen. He had to dig it up from out of his trunk in his garage, and he, and he, and he, and he, and he defunded the Knicks before the season started. So we're not going to let Phil do this. But when I look at the, the uh, record and the eight-game winning streak, you know, I, I'm searching to see if they play anybody good. And uh, what happens is, let the record show. I think the only teams above they played two teams that was above five hundred in their in their streak. Um, so <laughs> they beating bad teams. So <laughs> we not going we not gonna give people all these props for beating the teams they supposed to beat. <laughs> like a favorable schedule is a favorable schedule. So like these this these Knicks guys is is hilarious to me. Phil, you're a Nets fan now. Like you can't you can't just go back and forth hats, bro. Like. <laughs> Just stand your ground where you gonna stand up. Pick a side, man. You in the river or you in the bank, man? Like, which one are you doing, man? So as long as the Knicks is beating these mediocre teams and this is y'all championship, let me get y'all a couple claps. <laughs> Good job, New York. Hater, hater, hater. Listen, I said I did denounce the Knicks for the offer play, and I was. <laughs> I, I rode the Nets bad wagon because I live in Brooklyn. But mm. Dion, and I has, Dion and I had agreed that we all go support the Knicks. So I'm not, when some team is doing great, I have to give them their props, right? Didn't I say Joel Obi is an MVP, but, you know, 
the team is still winning without him. That's why I, I will kind of do You said LeBron, LeBron, bro. Like, you, you just... You I know. I said LeBron is argument. the MVP. But as I was trying right. to clarify, LeBron is the MVP, but MB is MVP candidate and play well and has that's, been well. Right? That's, okay, that's, okay. No, not about that. that. I don't want to talk about the 76 Let's talk about <laughs> Leon Rose, Wawa West. Let's talk about um, um, the, the Coach Thibodeau. Let's talk about the awesome staff. Let's talk about the resurgence of the New York Knicks. So much so, LeBron James tweeted, tweeted about the Knicks. Tweeted. You understand? He tweeted his over 13 million followers, heard the echo. It kind of scared me. I was like, is LeBron considered coming to the Nets now? The Knicks now? Please, I hope not. It was probably charity, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> knowing James Dolan, he probably signed LeBron and Bonnie just to, and his son just to get the ticket sale. <laughs> oh, man. But the Knicks are relative, right? The Knicks are the team to beat. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Grizzlies, right? The Grizzlies. They beat the Celtics, right? They beat the Pelicans. They beat, they beat the Mavericks, right? Everybody did Maverick with Luka Doncic, right? They beat the Pelicans twice. They beat the Hornets. All right, that's their relative. They beat the Hawks, right? And it's not, this is nine games. Nine games. Nine games in this NBA. No team in this NBA season has won nine straight games. And to do that, not barely making it, punching people in the lip, playing defense, it is something to talk about. It is something to say hooray. And it's finally, finally, I could put this hat. Shout out to Kenny Smith, who was in Cleveland. And the, the store owner, he was telling me a story. He was trying to get throw these hats away. And he gave him his hat for free. <laughs> so he knew I would love this hat. So I would wear this Knicks hat. And proud. I'm proud. I could stick my head out the sand. I could. It, it, you understand that as a Knicks fan, in December, you know what we do in December? No. By December, we're looking at Draft Express and looking for a potential draft pick. <laughs> and that's what we do. We, we become college scouts. So the simple fact, by December, and actually after Christmas, we know how the season goes, and we start talking about the next draft pick. This year, we're not even going to look at draft picks right now. We're focused on actually going to the playoffs. And we may win a first round playoff. I don't think you'll win a first round. That's what it's about. To be honest, I feel like I'll probably. First, we may win a first round playoff, I right? I don't care, Evan. Look at Evan. You will come in, come in here and talk about the New York Knicks. Talk about the New York Knicks. I remember there's a nine game winning. Streak. You got to remember this is a condensed season. In condensed seasons, what happens in regular season really doesn't matter, right? What matters it doesn't matter if the Sixers are the one or two seed. It doesn't matter that Brooklyn's the one seed. All that matters is come postseason, right? You want to get to the postseason healthy. Right now, teams are hurt. Right now, teams are gathering together. I remember the Sixers started the season off like 22 and 5. No one said anything because it didn't matter because everyone knew what that team was, right? And so when you think about the Knicks, the Knicks don't have the star power to really compete in, for a championship. And so all you're doing, you got to realize this, Phil, if you look at this for a season, hey, you had a great season. You're shooting your franchise in the foot because – Julius Randle is only going to be but so good. He's in his prime. He's not, he's not going to take a meteoric leap and become a superstar. He will be a borderline all-star for his career. Your greatest hope is that R.J. Barrett uh, does something and, and he just takes a, a leap, but I don't really see that happening. 
the Knicks are capped at being a six to eight seed when the NBA goes back to being regular and we're not playing condensed season and people aren't just sitting out. And I will take that. Oh, but okay. Well, guess what happened? But look at this. <laughs> guess what that. happened now? Good. Look Good. what happened now. We're not really playing for draft picks. We're playing for free agents. Now, before free agents would never come to New York or consider New York, KD's spit at New York, but we know the real, uh, real story behind that. He was planning to come to New York, and my inside, you know, scoop kind of my inside scoop, my homies kind of put me on what really happened and the condensed thing. Dolan didn't want Kate, didn't want Kyrie to come because he didn't want Kyrie to lead the team that year, and he he didn't give KD the full offer. So KD was coming to the Knicks, but because Dolan messed that up, LeBron didn't even take an uh, interview. Big so you're watching creation. that Zion. You're reading. You're reading the tea leaves about Zion, huh? That, that's seven years. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about Zion. Zion is coming, but I'm not worried about that. That's oh, only man, seven Zion years. Five coming. to seven years. I'm not Zion worried about that. Coming. He's I'm coming worried to about play when his team today, plays in the garden. The next three years, we're gonna get a superstar free agent or a superstar trade. The Knicks franchise is one of the most overrated franchises of all time. You know why? Ooh, the Lakers the at least have championships behind their name. The Lakers have championships. The Knicks have, have won. Championships like, behind their name too. How, how many championships the Knicks won? One or two? I mean, semi fix is one, and y'all did the process. Hey, the process hey we're not we're not making up free agents. We're not we're not this, saying this someone's finally gonna come here. We're gonna get a free. Listen, this is You're the way too much time on this garbage team. Way too much time on this garbage team. Look, this is what this is what's gonna happen. Basically, what Phil is saying is they're trying to play for a superstar. Basically, he's trying to say what Brooklyn did is what New York is trying to do. That's basically Correct. all he's trying and to say. And we're winning. After all, why that would you not think of it this way? Why would you not come to New York now? The culture change, advertisements, Dave, Frank. Listen, the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks could be when it was trash for the last almost decade. We still were selling out. You still treated like a king. Phil, Phil can I use your so, logic? Because I always use these. I don't think you remember the stuff you be saying. Like you were the one that said that nobody wants to play with Tibbs because he run all his players into the ground. That was your words. That weren't my words. So, so can I answer your own question for you with your own words? Go Nobody ahead. wants to play with Tibbs because Tibbs okay. are in the ground. He changed. You know what he did to his team? And now he um, changed. Right. He changed just like you when you <laughs> went to Brooklyn. He changed just like you. <laughs> you know what he did for his teams? I would ignore that comment. He literally had a blackout day. The teams were not allowed to shoot. Not allowed to practice. He did activate the cards, told them, you're taking a day off. I almost passed out. I was like, Elizabeth, I'm coming home. Tibbs have changed. Tibbs have changed. So that's why the word is getting out. Listen, you got LeBron tweeting about this team. The league is, he does things nice every week. That the league is good when the Knicks are playing and playoff. That's facts. I'm not making this up. The league, the so, league makes more money, Phil. Understand. Which is good for everybody. Y'all don't win. Y'all don't have to win. Y'all just have to be a relevant topic to talk about. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not about y'all winning and being great. It's, it's about, about the market. Being relevant. It's a market. No, 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 no. It's about it's us winning. That's all it is, Phil. No, it's, it's about, about us about winning and relative. When we're winning, okay. the league is better. When we're in Think about the best time True, in the man. NBA. What was the best era in the NBA for you? When Mike used to beat up on y'all, that's what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, because y'all was in it. The 76ers was trash. 
<laughs> yeah, you know. Just, you just asked me a question. I asked. Yeah, when the, when when did when the mic beat up on us in what in the playoffs when we had we was title contenders, right? So the so that, league benefit. So y'all 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 claim the fame is getting beat up by Michael Jordan. Everybody got beat up by Michael Jordan. Who well, that's, didn't? That's when Michael Jordan played, who didn't get? I know the Jordan Sixers got beat up. The Lakers got beat up. Uh, all thirty all thirty one teams got beat up when Michael Jordan was playing in his prime winning championship. So you know what? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. So you know what, Phil? We're gonna let you. <laughs> Please, thank you. Put, put the rest of his thoughts in the blog. That's what we're gonna do, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you can start a blog because nobody here is gonna agree with you. But I'm sure if you start a blog, somebody will. And on that note, I I think we can um just wrap this up and say the Knicks are good for right now. And we, if we keep our expectations low, then it's easy to not get upset, okay? <laughs> but thank you all so much for listening to A Lady and Some Dudes podcast. Talk to you later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.